All right, folks, we're back. <coughs> And it is Friday. That's right, folks, we've made it through another week. No small feat, I might add. And it's Friday. And in another hour and 54 minutes, it will be the beginning of the Jackson Gun and Knife Club, of which you are a member whether you want to be or not. The only question is whether you're armed or unarmed, and that would mean determine whether or not you're dead or alive. Because they kill folks in Jackson. They're serious about it. Folks, we live in a, a town that's dominated politically and demographically by Democrats. And I might add, go further, the more virulent form of Democrat, the Democrat head. That's right, folks. Criminality, incompetence, and sheer aggressive ignorance. Kim, you can't say that about all of them. I'm not saying it about all of them. It's just to whom it may apply. So if you jump in front of that insult and say, that's for me, then it's for you. But anyway, folks, I'm telling you, be ye ready. Come 6 p.m., uh, the shooting will begin. And as you know, we've encouraged the uh, Democrat kids who are trying to affect their own stimulus package. That means they're getting a hustle on, you know. They weren't satisfied with President Trump's STEMI. They got to get their own STEMI on. So they get those tools out, those uh, uh, what we call uh, the graduating class gifts. That would be the ski mask, the 38, and the little uh, cassette tape telling them how to say, uh, stick it up. Put your hands up. Motivational speaking is what it's called, okay? And uh, they will shoot you here in Jackson. And ain't nothing going to be dead about it. They got more unsolved. I don't know how the、uh, homicide team actually does it. I don't know how the DA's office does it. I mean, it's just,、uh, two, I mean, when you're adding two or three murders every week, to be, you know, adjudicated, <sighs> folks, I would like to be optimistic, but the killing is not going to stop. So when people ask me, Kim, what are you going to do about crime? I'm going to try to avoid it. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I would urge you to do the same thing. How do you avoid it? Folks, you got to minimize the number of Democrats you're around. I'm serious. The, the little rule of thumb that I use, and I take this to heart where do Democrats go for voter registration drives? They go to prisons. They're not going there to register Republicans, independents, libertarians, Green Party. They're there for Democrats. And these are the seasoned Democrats, the ones who have gotten the crime thing under their belt. Now, these are generally the low, you know, the lowbrow crimes, the ones where you get the physical violence. Now, if you want to get the upper end crime, you got to get up to the food chain and do the green energy kind of stealing, that kind of stuff like that. But anyway, nonetheless, let's get right back down to earth here at 6 p.m. in Jackson. You need to be out of town. Because if not, at 6 p.m., Your chances of getting home with your hard on pay get slimmer and slimmer. And I don't want that to happen to you. So we encourage you to either be out of town by 6 p.m. or have your hand on your tools, your 13th apostle, your witnessing tools. That is your gun, your weapon, your firearm. If you don't have it, you know what's going to happen? You're going to fall victim to these streets. West Haven will be doing your makeup. Wright and Ferguson will be laying you out low. You'll be looking up at the ceiling of the church. The pastor will be lying over you. He's a good man. And it need not be. All you need to do is heed what the strong man is telling you. This is a public service announcement. And、uh, to that, 
、uh, as a public service announcement. For those of you visiting Jackson for the very first time, driving through, I want to inform you that the anthem will start playing at 6 p.m. I'm going to give you an idea what the anthem is so you won't be surprised. I know you're thinking, hey, I'm a patriotic kind of guy, you know? I put speck on these flags. Sir, this is not a flag. And this is going to be a flag draped coffin. We don't want you to be victim to that. So when you hear this anthem, do not stand with your hand over your heart. You'll probably drop to the ground with your hand over your heart. I'm in shot! Oh my God! Radio Strongman was right again. Curse you, Kim Wade. But look, I'm doing it for your good because I'm ready. I'm ready to go. So if you're visiting Jackson for the first time, if you're driving through,、uh, when you hear this anthem, do not stand. In fact, floor it. If you're driving through, stand on the gas pedal. Ray, open up the sunroof and stand on it. The old fool Ely said, stand up on it. I'm encouraging you to do just that. Because if not, folks, they have no mercy. And I will tell you now, you get shot here in Jackson, the coroner doesn't even investigate your. You don't get an autopsy. They just write on your toe tag, natural causes. This fool was found lacking in Jackson. And you don't want that. Because this is a town where Democrat ideals hold sway. And wherever you have Democrats in charge, what are you going to have? Senseless murder. Folks, random violence. Folks, general mayhem. In the new edition, kind of like a dessert, trash. Trash everywhere. Gratuitous trash. Just trash, trash. They just throw it down just for that. Matter of fact, they spend more time working putting, down, putting out trash and not out at the curb, just all over the streets, than they do anything else. It's almost like it's, I don't know, it's, it's like it's some type of religion ritual or something. I was coming down 220. God bless the Hispanics and. Migrants who come here and work for whoever that is got the contract to keep the roads, roadway cut and cleaned. They cleaned 220 up, and man, within a day or so, them folks done, done trashed it up again. I've never seen so much trash. And it's not like that everywhere. Now, St. Louis is like that. When you come through the uh, uh, interstate, come through uh, uh, downtown St. Louis or urban St. Louis, inner city, trash everywhere. And the first thing I think, Democrats. That, I mean, it's like droppings. You know they're around when you see the trash. But oddly enough, these same people, when they get up there in, in Madison and Ridgeland over in Rankin County, they comport themselves. They don't do that. But when they get around their own people, man, they just feel an obligation to throw crap up. I don't understand it. But I intend to break it up at the door. We're going to have trail cameras everywhere. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to put the monitors down there at the Hines County、uh, Correctional Facility, right out there in the middle of the walkway, so all the cells can look at it. And they ain't got nothing to do all day long but watch that TV screen. And that trail camera is going to catch their license plate, and it's going to flash it up there on the screen. And every time one of those、uh, inmates, I'm excuse me, young scholars, catch that license plate and report it, and we collar that individual, that inmate's going to get money on the books. That's right. We're going we're gonna to put the money on the books into the fine. Don't you think that's a workable idea? They ain't got nothing to do all day. Now, Jackson buy all these cameras to supposedly catch crime. We ain't caught nobody on those cameras, from what I know of. But we get those uh, uh, Democrats down there sitting on ice to watch those cameras 24 hours a day. 
That SOB who keeps throwing that house garbage out up there on 220, coming off 55, getting on the 220, we're going to catch you, bro. We're going to catch you. And we're going to use the uh, uh, people down in the detention center to do it. Because with today's technology, with this Google Nest, Google Nest technology and all that kind of crap, oh, we can put some stuff out there. So, and the、uh, cost of the cameras has gotten real cheap. So, all we need to do is make some example out of a few folks. Oh, we're going to make this thing work in Jackson. It's not impossible. But anyway, I tell you what is, what is impossible is to make it out of Jackson without getting shot at 6 p.m. on Friday. And let's see, this is the 20th. Uh oh. You know what that means? It's the middle of the month, baby. People are eating beanie weenies now and eating romaine noodles because the checks have not gotten out. And、uh, so that means they're going to be out tonight trying to get that hustle on. So, Mr. Producer, if you would, let's go to the uh, uh, downtown Jackson, right outside of City Hall. And monitor the,、uh, uh, the atmosphere. Let's see how it's going down there. Oh, city council in session. Oh, woohoo! Mayor, hey, chalk line, chalk, hey! Oh my God. Run! Save yourselves! Oh my God. Doomed! Doomed, I tell you. Woohoo! Man, it's a clown show. Uh oh! There goes the mayor. He's headed to King of Diamonds. Oh, where is Buddy got the club at? What's, what's, oh, M Bar. He headed to the M Bar. Uh oh, here comes Kingfish. He's right on the mayor's trail. Catch up with him, Kingfish. What do you want from him? He wants records of everything. Freedom of information, baby. JacksonJambalaya.com. He reports all the news in these reporting. Uh oh. Is it, did I hear Jim Hill?、Oh, no, no. Uh oh, that was Forrest Hill in the house. Forrest Hill. Drop him. There you go. Man, make it ring, make it sing, baby. You don't know the Lord, you're going to meet him this weekend, baby. Woohoo! Jacktown. Democrat heads. Run. Save yourself! Oh my god! Yeehaw! It's a standoff! Alright! Yoohoo! Alright, I'll tell you what, Jackson is an exciting town. But you got low blood pressure? Be around in Jackson at 6 p.m. Bye bye. You talking about your blood pumping? Mine. Hey, and speaking of that, what's going on up here in the outlying areas?、Uh, I notice、uh, my Caucasian friends, you, you guys gotten into the standoff game here. Everybody getting, getting irritated and locking themselves in the trailer, shooting up the place. What, what's really going on? Huh? What you trying to, I mean, you know, come on. Would you let the black man have something? This random violence is something that we got the corner on, and here you come. Jeez. Yeah, some、uh, Yahoo up there in Ridgeland decided to shoot up the place. And then we just had a couple of incidents out there in Rankin County. What? What's really going on? Man, you can't even walk the streets out there without a random uh, 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 bullet coming through your head. I, folks getting aerated. And I, I don't understand it. Somebody please tell me what's happening. Our number here is 601 879 0002. And it's brought to you by. Complete exteriors, roofing, and gutters. 
The number over at Complete Exterior is 326-2755, area code 601. Let's go to Jay. You can call me Jay. Hey, Jay. What's that, Jim? Hey. Listen, uh, uh, a, guy, a young guy was taking a course at Jackson State the other night, and he left. It was, I'm sure it was dark, and he stopped at a service station outside the campus on the street there, probably Terry Road. And the guy walked up and said, put a gun in your face. and give me your cell phone. He took off. So he laid down five, had him busted out of the back glass, the side glass, and put the other three in the car. He got away and didn't get killed, but wide open. Never heard about it on the radio or TV. Oh, that's good. Nobody died, bro. Look, misses, right, uh, n- near misses and all that don't register. Now, you got to actually spurt some blood around here to get on it. Johnstone Supply just moved out of Jackson uh, near uh, Battlefield Park. They're down in Richland now. Really? Huh. And talking about your uh, <laughs> trash, I yeah. was in Quincy, Illinois. Clean place. Months, Quincy, Illinois, two months ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was no trash at all, nowhere. And there's 40,000 population, and there's 3,600 white people there, mm-hmm. 400 black folks. Yep. No trash, nowhere. People don't believe when when you say that. I told you I drove from I drove from Cairo all the way up to Decatur. No, I drove all the way up to Champaign. I drove two hundred and twenty something miles before I saw the first piece of trash on the roadside. Two hundred and twenty something miles, and it was a blowed out tire and a piece of roofing material. People just don't care, Kim. They don't care. Well, see, but you can make them care. We just need to start. Going back in the other direction, we're not demanding anything. The only people who get anything demanded of them are the people who are keeping the wheels on this economy, who are keeping this, uh, this country working. The riffraff and the human debris, they're doing nothing but causing problems. I like the idea of getting a solicitation permit to get out there and beg for money. Yep. Oh, yeah, make them pay. They're soliciting. That's what they're doing. And a lot of signs on stores that don't solicit. And they ain't talking about homeless either. They ain't talking about anybody. That's right. That's right. And so why are, why are we allowing these people to just to run society because they decided to drop out and now they're the rulers of society? Oh, hell no. We're not doing that anymore. And the government paying them all that stuff and giving them cell phones. They all got cell phones, you know that. Cell and bicycles. Right, yeah. We have some of the healthiest bums I know, man. Dude. Over there, over there near the, the hospital in South Jackson there, uh, there's an old house out there on the corner of uh, Robinson and uh, Chadwick. Right. And they're homeless living there and one of them's always standing down the corner begging and they got tarps over leaking loose but they ride bicycles and somebody's got an old car they pull up in there and about a dozen folks living up in there well again we're just going to have to have a new way of doing things and like i said all these people whose ministry it is to help these folks i have no problem with that then you need to take a couple of them home with you man we got plenty to spare Right. Listen, I like the idea, son. Keep it up. And, Thanks, and Jay. You got my vote, bro. Appreciate you, man. Thank All you right. so much. Thank you, man. Who else? Marshall. Hey, Marshall. You on there? Kim, hey. good morning. Good afternoon, I should say. Good day. I want to tell you, I like the idea of you, of having the the cameras up and catching people. But I'm thinking this. We need to step it on up to the big time. These people, these hoods want to be, they want to be the star of their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. These electronic billboards, they need to be tied into the electronic billboards where people see them breaking the law and, you, and flashing. You know, turning your neighbor 
and all like that and get your reward. Mm-hmm. And、uh, again, it's not impossible. To, and, and along that same line, Marshall,、uh, these restaurants, they've got the TVs up for the game and everything. Just sprinkle every other one every now and then, put a TV up there that's overlooking the parking lot. And so people can watch their own cars. And if they see somebody out there breaking in their car, have a rack of Louisville sluggers by the door and just grab one, go out there and explain the program to them about your discontent about how they're treating your automobile. And then. Well, you know, I, 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 I'm a Louisville slugger. You know,、uh, about 20 years ago,、uh, I moved to the Jackson area.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, at that time, it was the 14th most, most dangerous city in America. And I told someone, I said, I'm, I'm taking a job in the Jackson area and I'm moving. And they said, Well, can I give you a suggestion? I said, What's that? They said, First thing you need to do, get yourself a concealed carry permit.、Mm-hmm. And I did. Right. You need it, brother. And not only that, you need, again, you need to keep your head on swivel and realize there's no need to call 911, brother. Ain't nobody coming to help you. When they well, get there, they're coming there with a chalk and, and a camera. Yup, he's dead. He's really dead. But, brother, you know what? Your 911 is your neighbor. Your backup, you know, is your neighbor that's right there. I'm looking out for my neighbor. My neighbor's looking out for me. And、uh, that's the way it's got to be. Because if 911 ever gets through, you ever get through to 911,、uh, or they may say, well, you need to put that into the automated app. <laughs> Look, dial nine for more help because we're not the ones. Look, brother, I got to take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> hey, stay safe. And、uh, we love you and we support you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right, folks, we're back. Hey, I want to remind you don't forget the Rev Waste、uh, Hardware Outdoor Power Sale, Power Extravaganza, out there at Trustmark Park. It'll be this evening and also on tomorrow up to 6 p.m. Make sure you stop by there. Zero time. Everything they offer at the stores, including all their power tools and lawnmower equipment. Etc., will be on display and demos will be available. So, we'll check it out and some little eats. They've got food vendors,、uh, things for the kids to do. So, you can spend、uh, Saturday spending some time with the grands and the kids and just take them on out there. Also, don't forget the sidewalk sale at Lewis Furniture Store there in Clinton, Mississippi, right next to Nukes. So, check them out. Let's get a little Buddy Brown in here on behalf of our、uh, Marshall here. Your hillbilly truck. Cause you made two wrong turns and suddenly you're out of luck. And you look up in the projects and you start to smell that weed. Lock your doors, turn the windows up, pray for the light to go green, and you better be packing. Old 9WM, not 911. Scared ass white boy grin, and you're coming back from hunting, but you shot through all your clips. You call the cops, but they just laugh, say we ain't coming in. If you get a flat, you better drive on the rim, and you better be packing. Not 911. Hello? Hello? And when you take a road trip after dark and you pull off, 
The only place that's open is a rundown quickie mark. And you want that Copenhagen, but you have to go inside. There's meth heads drinking Red Bull underneath a Bud Light sign, so you better be packing. Rolling through Chicago with that scared ass white boy grin. And you're coming back from hunting, but you shot through all your clips. You call the cops, but they just laugh, said we ain't coming in. If you get a flat, you better drive on the rim. And you better be packing. Oh, you better better be packing. All right, that's our own buddy Brown. Let's go to Bobby. Bobby. Hey, Bobby. Hello. Hey. You on there? All right, sir. Miss Kim? Yes, sir. You was talking about how the, the Jackson gun and knife show? Yeah. Um, I think you need to add samurai swords to that deal. <laughs> samurai swords? <laughs> I was going down 220 about an hour ago. Yeah. And there's a poor old pit bull on the side of the road with his head chopped slap off. What? I mean, just a smooth cut slap off. Come on, man. Come on, man. Really? Yeah. And if he was a good size pit bull, but uh, if they'll do that to a dog, what will they do to you? Me. Man. Wow. I mean, just, just I mean, right there on, I mean right the head was road. severed right there with the body? or was, Yeah, the, the head was laying about uh, five feet away from the body. Something got to be dead. My goodness. When I, when I passed through that first time and saw it, I said, I got to, got to go back and look at that. I can't believe that. So I made a loop just to see. And I slowed down looking, and <clears throat> I, I just couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Huh. It takes a sorry individual to kill a dog like that. Wow, wow. That's so it ain't just it ain't just trash, buddy. Well, the thing about it is, they it must have been their dog because how how big was the pit bull? It was a good sized pit bull. Wow, so the dog must have trusted them. Yep. Because I mean, or either they tried to break in a neighbor's house and chop him up and take him with him and dump him because they didn't want him there or something. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, wow. even if my dog was to to bite a kid or something, and I wanted to put it down, I wouldn't chop his head off. Right. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, brother, I wish you had taken a picture of it. <laughs> yeah. I may do that. I'm gonna run back through there in an hour or so. If it's, I'm sure it'll still be there. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, we like to know. And now, where was this at now? Where was it's it on I two twenty. Okay. Heading north. If he's coming from I twenty. Right. And it's right before um, Clinton Boulevard. I got you. Okay. Land over on the right side, right, right before you go under the bridge. Huh. Wow. Okay. Man, that's going to make them uh, animals at the zoo a little nervous, too. <laughs> <laughs> it is West Jackson, baby. All right. All right, All right man. Appreciate Keep it. Keep it up. All right, bro. All right. Who is that? We've got Sylvia. Sylvia. Right. Hey, Kim. How's hey. it going? All is well. Good, good, good. You know, it's nice to hear other people say that um, here's the thing, John is full of hot air. He's actually, he's just full of malarkey. 
Anyway, I do have a question for him. He always calls now near the end of the show, if you've noticed that, so he doesn't have to have any rebuttal to what he has to say. But anyway, you think that Jackson is so great and it's wonderful and it's a and you see it rising and all these wonderful things about Jackson. I'd like to know why don't you live in South Jackson right now since it's so great. I go through South Jackson and through Jackson all the time, all day long, all night long, and I'm sure you see what I see. It's a very depressing um, look for Jackson. Sometimes I think, is this a third world country in Mm -hmm. South Jackson? Sometimes I think that. But anyway, since it's so great, why aren't you living there? Why aren't your kids in the Jackson public school system? I'd like to know that. I'm sure others might, then others might not even care. It's not that I really care, but I just want to hear your explanation for not living in a city that you think is so wonderful and great to live in. Well, if he's That's not, all I want to say. Go ahead. Thank you so much. Uh, it, when he calls, I will pass your question on to him, okay? All righty. Uh, Have a good weekend. Uh, Bye. All right. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back. Hey, I want to remind you about Tom's Fried Pies. Oh, that's right, folks. Uh, Sylvia's favorite place to have dessert. and Well, actually, they have not just dessert pies. They have meat pies. They have meal pies. And what I'm told, I've yet to try it. They say, I'm told they have some of the best potato salad known to mankind. So, again, it's, I mean, their menu down is actually quite extensive. You can go down there and have a good meal. Matter of fact, every time I go down there, there's a crowd sitting around eating, uh, enjoying themselves, having a nice meal. You could do the very same thing. They're located in Richland, Mississippi, coming down Highway 49 South. You know where the Kroger's is in Richland, across from the Walmart. <coughs> south of the Kroger's at the red light is Walgreens. Across from Walgreens, Tom's Fried Pies. That's right, folks. You need it when you're headed down to the coast. And don't just buy one. You're going down to the coast for the weekend. Get you some pies for the midnight munchies. That's right, folks. You, you get in the hotel room. They don't have room service. Well, you got you a pie that you can heat up. And, of course, if you take some home with you, you can always put them in those air fryers. And, uh, again, it tastes just like they came fresh from Tom's fried pies every time. Check it out today. Let's go to Mobile, Bob. Hey, man. Hey, man. What up? You happen to see that uh, bumbling idiot that, uh, on last night that the media claims is our president uh, last night to watch him talk at all? I heard that he was on that, and uh, all the major uh, uh, networks gave him airtime. <laughs> <laughs> and most folks still didn't watch it <laughs> or even know what he said. Yep, they... uh, but I did catch excerpts of what he said. And of course, the main thing is he was, what, $100 billion for Israel and Ukraine? Yep, only a hundred billion. <laughs> that, that's uh, what they're yeah, doing. They're just using the Israel to get continue to launder money through the Ukraine. Yeah. But you know, we are where we yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> another hundred billion dollars. <laughs> Other countries do the stupidity too, but only the government does it make sense to uh, to borrow money to give to somebody else that you have to pay interest on. It, it, it only makes sense to government. Mm-hmm. Very few people run their households like that, and none of them are successful when they do. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah, you need a, a, a new car. Let me go borrow some money to get you a new car, and I, and I, and I pay interest. But I'm already in debt as it is, mm-hmm. but that's okay. I'm going to borrow money to get you a new car. 
Only governments <laughs> like ours think like that. <laughs> so if we were just a hundred billion dollars in debt, mm-hmm. all right, that's that's yeah, you're doable for a countryside United States, which is still that makes sense. But okay, which we spend tri- uh, over a trillion dollars, folks, more than we take in. Where we get this money to do anything with? Well, that's why that's why the mortgage interest rates are going up because of this very same thing you're describing. And uh, then they say, well, uh, the Republicans can't have a speaker and we can't get government. You don't need government to continue doing what they're doing now. You exactly. need to thank God for Matt Gates and the others. Exactly. Because when they do crap, then mm. our lives get worse. Mm. And now we got another $100 billion on top of all the, the hundreds of billions we've already sent. And like you said, Justin, again, another means to launder money. They ends up back in Biden's pocket or Biden's son's pocket or uh, in any of the other politicians in Washington's pocket. That's well, how. we all go, like you said, I'm more <laughs> with it. 8% you said it was the other day? 8%. That's right. Yeah. 8%. Went yeah. for what, 3 and a half, 4% yes. when Trump was still president? Again, this is all you all getting poorer as the days go on. You're not, but you, are, you are not better off than you were when Trump was president. <laughs> Nobody, not even the richest, well, yeah, so yeah, the billionaires are. They have gained luck. They have gotten more billions but, uh, since Trump became, since uh, Biden became president. So the billionaires are doing great under Biden. It's us, uh, the middle class, and the poor that are doing bad. But you all know, that's okay. That's fine. Long as, like you say, you don't have to have orange man. <laughs> well, and see, the thing about it, that is the up, uphill climb we all have where you have people who are content, or either that they're so brain-dead or brainwashed that they're willing to go along with this for eternity. And you're trying to sit up there and reason with them, show them facts, truth, stats, everything, and it doesn't faze them. What can you do? Exactly. Although some of the, all the billionaires have invested in the stock market. I guess they're doing worse because the stocks are going down. But the rest, of, but uh, they can afford to ride to, to, with Biden, <clears throat> Bidenomics, because they, in the end of the day, they're still rich. Mm-hmm. They can afford eight percent inflation, because in the end of the day, they're still rich. Can you all afford eight eight uh, percent inflation just on your mortgage interest? Not to mention the inflation on uh, the food and everything you buy, which is more than way more than eight percent. But okay, but we got another hundred billion dollars to shell out to another country uh, so that they can uh, engage in more warfare. Which again. All have gone up mightily after Trump. Mm-hmm. More, way more countries are fighting now than when they were when Trump was president. The, the, the man that everybody was afraid might get us in the war. <laughs> well, be of good cheer. The Palestinians are coming. Joe Biden is preparing to uh, relieve the pressure on uh, the border there into Egypt by bringing the folks who are trying to get into Egypt where Egypt won't allow them. He's going to bring them to America. A few of them have trickled in already. They're getting reports there on the East Coast that the uh, the Palestinians are here. And guess what? They're just happy campers. And I understand, yeah. look, you know, but there's always going to be, let's just say if 10% amongst them are not happy and they decide to go, hey, we hate, a, we hate Israel and we hate America, uh, we got problems. But again, hey, we got plenty of problems to go around. Yeah, more burden for the United States. And what are like uh, two million Palestinians sending something like that? Right. A little over two, two and a half million, two and a half million. And but we're only going to take in two million. Half million on and, their own. 
Yeah, and Egypt couldn't do anything. With all that land they got, and they can't do anything for two, two, for two and a half million people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're Arab brothers mm-hmm. who they're all down with. Yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, yeah, we're beyond stupid. <laughs> and uh, again, had they been cool with Israel, wouldn't have been no problem at all. Mm-hmm. But nope, 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 nope. Israel still exists, so we got to keep fighting. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, the, bringing in the Palestinians just uh, add to the uh, uh, the fall of America. I mean, you're bringing yeah. in all these people. They, they're coming in with an attitude already because they had to move. They're coming in with an attitude that America's been back in Israel the whole time that they've been living the way they've been living. They're hardened. They've got a hard attitude, hard stares, hard looks, hard heart. And, of course, we're just going to just, we're going to try to uh, just, I guess, throw enough money at them until they get happy. They're never going to be happy. But, again, yeah. America's on its last days, but, you know, we are where we are. Yeah, well, all right, man, just another $100 billion there, $100 billion a year. Uh, well, yeah, we we don't have it, but, uh, well, who cares, I guess. Yeah. I mean, all the people who vote for Biden don't care, so whatever. All right, man. All right, man, let's take a break. We'll be right back. Right. Folks, I want you to hear something here. Uh, many of you may not have heard this, but this is also the second part series of uh, what happened on January 6th. And this is from somebody who was there who Congressman Thompson refused to call before his hearing. And uh, I want you to listen. He's a black guy. And uh, uh, just listen to his story. Go ahead, Mr. Producer. And number one selling testosterone boosting brand at GNC. Hold on here. That was a little bit of the commercial that preceded it. But go ahead. What did I say? Three minutes and 28, 30 Okay, go up to about three, 3.35 seconds. Pack your complete story. I want to go back just so people have the proper context to hear from you. It's like when you walked in the building today, I was like, man, this young kid was uh, at January 6th, and he's this lieutenant I keep hearing about. And you're not a young kid. Uh, you were on the force for 23 years. But anyway, wh- where are you from originally? Where did you grow up? Well, I was born in uh, Washington, D.C., I was raised in a small town, Forestville, Maryland, um, a little bit outside of um, Washington, D.C. I went to a high school um, not in my zone. I was told that I was basically being put in like a talented and gifted program. So I got bused from my home school to a school out um, in southern Maryland, Gwen Park High School in Brandywine, Maryland is where I went. I finished high school there and then I enrolled at in college. I went to Bowie State University. Got my degree from there, history and government, and I did that. Um, my last year, I finished uh, college while I was a Capitol Police in, um, employee. So I was um, um, working, and I decided to that I wanted to be a police officer. So I applied for the police officer position after um, it was um, July twenty. I'm sorry, July twenty fourth. Um, 1998, when uh, shooting at the Capitol occurred and two officers were killed there. And I applied uh, shortly after that, and I was hired. And once I got hired, I went back and I finished my college degree while I was at the United States Capitol Police. While as a line officer, I um, took the special agent exam, basically, and I passed that um, the first time I took it, and I became a special agent. And I was primarily assigned to Senator Patrick Leahy. I assisted with Nancy Pelosi's detail, Hillary Clinton, um, Dennis Hastert, Senator Friss, and a few other ones, Tom Daschle. 
Um, so I was on those protective details as well. I took the sergeant exam. I got lucky and I passed that the first time as well. And I was a sergeant for 14 years. And as a sergeant, I worked various different assignments. Um, I was, I worked pretty much every single um, um, division that we had at the Capitol, um, every single building other than the Library of Congress. I won Office of the Year in 2012 when there was a um, bus explosion in the Third Street Tunnel. And I helped, along with uh, two other officers, evacuate that tunnel, and we got everybody to safety without any fatalities. I took the lieutenant's exam. I actually took the lieutenant's exam a few times before I finally passed it. And after I passed the lieutenant's exam, I was assigned to the Capitol Division in June of 2018. And that's where I was on January 6th on 2021. I was assigned there. And on that day, my assignment, I was the routine operations commander of the Capitol I'm doing the counting of the electoral votes for the certification of the election. So, and, and this is important just for context. I don't want anybody listening to read into the question. Target, I don't want you to read into the question. But to be natural conversation, you grow up in the D.C. area, most people, black guy, D.C. Were you a Democrat? Are you a leftist? Or, or what were, where were you at politically growing up? I was a lifelong Democrat. And I was told, basically, and what I learned was that the Democrats helped black people and poor people. Republicans did not help black people, and um, they only favored the rich. So that's how I grew up, and that's what I grew up believing. And then over the years, after I could think for myself, I got, after I got older, and I started seeing that that necessarily was, that wasn't true. And I, my politics started to lean uh, right. And I didn't really want to tell anybody because I was kind of ashamed that a black man believing in um, right politics. And I voted for Donald Trump in um, 2016, even though I was a Democrat. I didn't want to. I didn't really want to tell anybody, um, you know, because I knew how people would react, you know, like in my family. And and some of them did. And um, in 2020, I voted for um, Biden because I believe that he was the best person to unite our country now because I looked at it and we were divided. Now, I believed and I loved the way Donald Trump actually ran the country. I just wanted some stability as it came to my country being divided. And I was hoping that um, Joe Biden could do that. That's that was not an answer I expected. Someone that voted for Trump in 2016 votes for uh, Biden in 2020. I, I was not expecting I, I didn't know anything about your background narrative, but that's a, a twist I was not prepared for. All right, we're going to take a break, play the rest of this on the other side. It's just getting good. Folks, I want you to listen to this here. We'll be right back.
All right, folks, we're back. It's, it's Friday, actually.、Uh, the Gun and Knife Club will begin in earnest in 53 minutes. Be ye ready. Folks, things are breaking down, and I keep telling you, two gun tactical now more than ever. You need gun training. Get it somewhere, get some firearms, get as much ammo as you can afford. You think I'm kidding? This is going to get serious. The Palestinians are coming over here,、uh, two million of them on your tax dime. But anyway, I want you to continue to listen to this clip about J6. This is an insider. This is the guy. Well, I'm, I'm not, not going to steal his thunder. Mr. Producer, go ahead on and finish it up.、Uh, this is Mr. Tariq Johnson, and he was there at the Capitol. He, was, he made the major call. But anyway, I'll just let you listen. Go ahead. How do you think other Capitol、I'm, police officers, where do you think they were? This is Jason Whitlock, courtesy of Jason Whitlock. I'm sorry. On the political spectrum, did more of them lean right than left or more left than right? I think it was probably split. It's probably split down the middle.、Um, Capitol Police is my guess. Is that split down the middle? Is that consistent among black officers as well? I think most of the black officers、um, probably voted、um, left, and most of the white officers probably voted right. Gotcha. And then, so on January 6th, 2020,、uh, You're a,、um, or 2021, you're a, someone that voted Biden in the office. What did you think? What were you thinking in the moments during the early parts of the protest and as things got out of hand on January 6th? What was going through your mind? I think in the early part, I think I believe what everybody believed that it was a bunch of,、uh, and what the J6 narrative is、uh, right now, which Will change, I believe,、um, at a certain period of time that it was just a bunch of angry, white, uneducated Trump supporters trying to take over the Capitol because they were angry that the results of the election didn't go their way.、Um, and that's what I thought was occurring at that time.、Um, now, these were still U.S. citizens, and that's how I looked at it that regardless of what was happening, because one of the biggest things I've been trying to tell people is that the police. We like laws are made because you want to protect people from themselves, and that's what police officers do. We protect people from themselves, whether or not you agree for you know, if you agree with what they're doing or, or why they're doing it. So, my, my, my position on that day was to try to de escalate the situation, and I listened to、uh, my commanders on the radio, specifically one.、Um, Commander and that <clears throat> particular commander wasn't doing anything, so I kind of just took over. and I knew that we needed to get the members of Congress on the Senate and the House out of the Capitol building just to de escalate the situation. And so at 2 28, I evacuated. I called for the evacuation of the Senate side of the Capitol because I was over there. I asked for permission multiple times、um, before I evacuated. And Yogananda Pittman just basically, she was the、um, chief of our intelligence section. She's Unit 2 on the radio. If you ever listen to the radio transmissions, she was on the radio giving some instructions earlier. So I heard her voice. So she was the only commander that I could hear. So I was pleading for her to help us doing this evacuation. And she just ghosted me. So I told basically her on the radio that I, I'll go ahead and take the, the discipline. I'm going to go ahead and evacuate the building you know,、um, on the Senate side now. So I started the evacuation of the Senate at、um, it was two, approximately 2 28. And、uh, I heard on the radio 
that it sounded as if they were trying to break in. Some of the demonstrators was trying to break in on the house side of the Capitol. So at 236, I went on ahead and initiated that evacuation as well because she didn't help me on the first one. I didn't anticipate her helping on the second one. So we started that one at um, 2.36. So both of these evacuations were led by you or were directed by you? No one, because Yogananda Pittman's distracted or whatever she was doing, there's no other lieutenant? There's no one between you and her? There was... Where you were the voice of authority saying, let's evacuate. Yes. So you basically had to take matters into your own hand because you were asking for authorization from Yogananda Pittman and she never gave it to you. I had no choice. It was either that or let the building get to the point where there were too many demonstrators in the building to get the members of Congress out. And I know some people on the left, they're not going to like this explanation, but... When I initiated the evacuations of the um, Senate and the House, it wasn't just for the members of Congress. It was for the officers because you didn't want what happened to Ashley Babbitt times 100. And you wanted to, and this is the part where some of the people on the left won't like, I wanted to help the demonstrators that were in the building because if I didn't initiate those evacuations when I did, if a demonstrator would have bumped into a member of Congress they would have also probably had the terrorism enhancement added to their charge of trespassing. So you needed to, because I realized that the members of Congress, they were the biggest aggravating factor in the building. And if you remove that, you could start to deescalate the situation and start to make a calm. And when I was trying to get permission and help to do that, Yogananda Pittman ghosted me. So what's fascinating about what you're saying is that, you're calling shots about evacuating and protecting the protesters and the politicians, but you were never asked to testify in front of the January 6th commission. Is that, is that accurate? I was never asked to even interview with them. Sometimes, like, they had Chief Sun, I believe Chief Sun interviewed um, before, um, the, um, before they aired the public uh, hearings and um, some of the public um, results of the uh, what they found during the investigation. I think Chief Sun did at least get the interview. He never got a chance to testify. And he was the actual chief of the police on that day. I didn't even get called for an interview. And I absolutely never got a chance to testify. Why do you think that is? Because they knew what I was going to say. And like I said, like the J6 narrative was basically, like I said, a bunch of uh, white, uneducated Trump supporters trying to take over the Capitol for violent insurrection. And if you watched mainstream media, uh, typically on the left, that's all they show was violence and everything. Um, they didn't show anything else. They didn't explain anything else. And if that was your perception on January 6th, your perception should change when you're presented with new facts. And new facts arose that showed that it was not an insurrection, that basically this was a coup. Um, set up and staged and led by Yogananda Pittman so she could be the chief of the Capitol Police and she could gain favor from Nancy Pelosi. That's what this was. Just a f- All right. This is uh, Jason Whitlock interviewing the uh, sergeant, or the lieutenant, rather, who was in charge of evacuating the uh, Congress on J6 
his inside baseball assessment. Benny Thompson refused to interview this guy. And there's a reason why. Continue on. We've got a few more minutes here. That or back that up or further explain. A coup by Yogananda Pittman is what you believe January 6th was. That's what it was. Just elaborate on that a little bit more. With no problem, sir. I can do that on with ease. Okay. So now, what you have to understand, Yogananda Pittman, her position, she was um, an assistant chief of the Capitol Police. She was the number two person in charge of the department. But she was the number one person in charge of the intelligence section, IICD, at the Capitol. That's our intel section. She was the number one person in charge. So the people that she was um, in charge of put together an intelligence report. That report is entitled 21 TD 159. They gave her the report basically laying out what was going to occur on January 6th. She got that report in the middle of December and she didn't give it to Chief Sun. Now, she knew Chief Sun was running around even days before January 6th trying to get National Guard support on Capitol Hill on the 6th. Um, so she, he would have had to go to uh, Paul Irving, who is the at that time was the House Sergeant at Arms, and he would have had to go to um, Michael Stinger, who was the Senate Sergeant at Arms, to get permission to have the National Guard, to even request the National Guard to be on Capitol Hill. You can throw out Trump because people keep saying Trump should have... It wasn't Trump's call. It was um, Paul Irving and Michael Stinger. They have to give Sun permission to request the National Guard. But the thing is this. They both told him that the intelligence didn't support the National Guard being on the Hill on that day because Sun didn't have it. It had he had that vital information that he needed, report 21, TD 159, he would have been able to present this and it would have been a game changer for him because he could have um, had the intelligence report that he needed to articulate why he needed the National Guard on site on that day. Pittman had it and she didn't send it. What makes it even worse, Jason, is that when she was asked to testify and that question was asked, did she give that report? To the people who needed it in operations, Chief Sun, she said she did. And she said she sent them an email and she sent it to him. But the people, so but one of the commanders heard this and was like, oh my God, I, you never sent that to me. But nobody's going to talk about Yogananda Pittman immediately because how powerful she is. So he had to wait till he could resign. And then he wrote a 16-page whistleblower letter outlining everything she did and said specifically she never sent that intel report to any of the commanders because he went and spoke to all of them and none of them received that intel report and Yogananda Pittman never went to correct her congressional record. I have a question. You know, you talk about how Yogananda Pittman is so powerful that no one would speak up against her. Talk a little bit about what happened to you after January 6th. What was done to you because you took it on your own to evacuate the House and the Senate? Okay, so um, obviously you probably didn't even know until I just told you it was me that ordered the evacuations of both chambers of the Capitol, and I led both. You had no idea, correct? Yes. So um, Yogananda Pittman never told anyone that. She never, when she sent the information over to the DOJ, um, to my knowledge and from what I could see that somebody, that somebody showed me that she never even reported that to the Department of Justice. So she left that out of 
the records that she sent over to them. So I believe that she gave further misleading information. But getting back onto what you said. So Yogananda Pittman, and you can go back, if you go back and you listen to um, some of the interviews she did, she said the reason why she suspended me is because I, I was wearing a Make America Great hat on January 6th, which I did. I wore this for you. <laughs> thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Um, I'm afraid to wear America because uh, she may try to suspend me from my new job. I don't know. You know, but um, so that's that, that was the reason why she said she suspended me. That wasn't the reason why I believe she suspended me, because on the radio and you can in the radio transmissions are public. So anybody can hear this. I say on the radio on January 6th at the time I'm wearing a hat that I'm wearing a mega hat and I'm walking through the crowd trying to get some officers who would trapped at the top of the steps. So I say it on the radio. Everybody heard me. One of my captains was even trying to reach <laughs> out to me. So people saw me wearing a hat. So I didn't get suspended until January the 9th, three days later. And I think Pittman's exact words were that him wearing that hat required immediate suspension. But she waited three days to suspend me. So let me tell you what occurred on January the 9th, which is a Saturday. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen a movie Friday before. Have you ever seen that movie Friday? Yes. When um, Chris Tucker says, um, I can't, I think it was Chris Tucker. He says, how do you get fired on your day off? <laughs> you know, Saturday is my day off. I got suspended on my day off. We're going to take a break. Uh, you can hear the rest of that at Jason Whitlock interviewing the J6 whistleblower, Mr. Tariq Johnson. Uh, it's fascinating. It adds a new dimension. And we have another interview that Tucker did with uh, a former prosecutor in the DA's office there in Minnesota, Minneapolis, uh, when George Floyd was being, uh, uh, trial was being uh, conducted. Folks, the fraud just does not end in this country. Let's take a break. All right, folks, we're back. Our hotline number is brought by Complete Exteriors, Roofing and Gutters. Online, completeexteriorsms.com. Schedule your appointment. Also, I want to remind you, the land man. People ask me all the time, is there a man I can talk to about land? Yes, there is. Tom Smith, Land and Homes. TomSmithLandandHomes.com. Check this out. 114, uh, 117 acres. Oh, let me see if I got that right here. Uh, 7.9 acres of commercial lot down there in Florence, Mississippi. I'm going to come back to the other one. Uh, down there in Florence, Mississippi. Uh, we just encourage you, if you're looking to build some commercial buildings down there on the frontage road, I mean, excuse me, on frontage 249 right off Florence Avenue there in Florence, Mississippi, this is a great opportunity. And that's listed by Clay Simmons, Zone C3. It's got a little mixed timber on there, 386 feet of frontage onto Highway 49. And uh, folks, there's a lot of opportunity. Florence is growing. It's a great place to be. But wait, there's more. Now, here's a good deal you folks need to just buy and hold, okay? 78.7 acres in Madison County. Ideal for recreational and hunting opportunities located in a beautiful area of northern Madison County. Planted with three-year-old pines. Has multiple interests for hunting based on a, a wind direction, however you want to come in. Potential to divide into smaller tracks. Due to the ample front, uh, frontage, this is a great opportunity to do, subdivide this thing. Uh it has rolling hills, funnels, and ambush quarters if you want to keep it for hunting land, surrounded by neighbors with mature timber for deer uh, and deer bedding, as they say. So, again, this is a great one to hold on to. 
And who has that listing? Steve Martin. You can reach both of them at 601 898 2772. 601 898 2772. Tom Smith, Land and Homes.com. Click on the county that you're interested in, whether it's land, timberland, recreational land, hunting land, pasture land, farmland, or if you're looking for a year in the state, you're looking for a retirement spot,、uh, whether it's one that's already existing or you want to build on one. Everything is one stop shopping. And plus, you have access to the entire MLS when you go to tomsmithlandandhomes.com. Let's go to Donna. Okay, Donna. I'm sorry, Donna. But here's the deal, folks, regarding the J6. Folks, it, it's a lie. Now, this is why I keep telling y'all you know, you think that I'm just being unnecessarily hard on Michael Guest. Michael Guest is going to sell us out. The big stab has not occurred yet. We got a preview of what he's going to do. He is beholden to someone up there, more than likely for the dollar bill. But we've already been sold out. It's just a matter of when they pick us up. We being the people of Mississippi, we being the people who love liberty and freedom. Now, this gentleman, you remember when Mike said it, to justify his vote, he wanted to get to the bottom of it? Here's a whistleblower with nobody willing to back him. I'm telling you, that Mike, that's why I call him Grimy Mike. Now, having said that, I want to point out a couple things to you after having played that. <clears throat> and Tucker Carlson is what's happening is a former prosecutor, assistant DA there in Minneapolis. Okay, Donna's back. We'll get her, then I'll finish my commentary. Hey, Donna. Hey. Hello? Yes, you're on the air. Hey, Kim. How are you? We're doing fine. Yes, I,、uh, let me turn this down.、Uh, You know, interesting things you're talking about. And,、uh, I would like to say, I'm ashamed of Mississippi. I'm ashamed of,、uh, Benny Thompson. Cause he was up there. He led this January 6th.、Mm-hmm. With the lies. And then when you're trying to approve things, he loses all the information on the other side. Yep. Yep, they destroyed all the information they supposedly they,、uh, were so important. They gathered and gave all those broadcasts and newscasts. These people just they are dishonest yeah, and corrupt.、Uh, we can't be doing that. He's representing us. And, and if he can't represent us correctly and tell us the truth, then he's got to go. Yeah, well. There's an, op- yeah, there's an opportunity. Taylor Pettigo is running against him. On, you'll have a choice there in November. So,、uh, you know, just be ye ready. <coughs> there's something I would like to say to you, though.、Um, when I go to Jackson, I'm scared to go to Jackson. Really?、Uh, right now, I have to take my son, you know, to work. He sets, he sets up with a.、Uh, Stage crew and they go set up things, you know? Right. Sometimes I live outside the city, out in the countryside, and I have to take him in. And, you know, I, sometimes I sit and wait for him. But I can't go anywhere in downtown Jackson to have a cup of coffee, read a book, and, and enjoy myself while he's working until I pick him back up, you know? Well, actually, you can. There is a place. You can go to jail and you can sit there and read、jail? a book. <laughs> and read a book in there, you'll be halfway safe. <laughs> yeah, 
That's true. Well, I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> I just want to enjoy myself. You can have a prison ministry for a few hours. Can... And there's nowhere to go. <laughs> it, it... Why can't I? I'm waiting on Fair Street. I love rhythm and blues. Uh-huh. I'm waiting on Fair Street. Yeah, let me see. They were going to revitalize that 20 years now. Well, you're probably going to hear angel harps before you hear any blues coming out of Fair Street. And you might hear some moans, <laughs> people getting shot, but no. I know. <laughs> hey, you know, and speaking of that, I don't know how to hurt anybody. <laughs> well, I don't know how to kill anybody. We don't want because you to kill anybody. We go by the good book. Know. You don't kill. and uh, You know, yeah, Donna. I Donna. would be murdered before I would know how to kill somebody. Donna, isn't that odd? Do you own a firearm? Do you? Mm, I got a baseball bat. Oh, you need you need to step it up. Seriously, you need to go to step it up. Yeah. Oh, come on over there to Two Gun Tap. Gonna let Veronica get you equipped with a firearm. You need one on both hips. Okay. Well, that make me like an old western girl. There you go. Got a little country in it. Be like Annie Mae, Ellie Mae, rather. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, right. But, yeah, it's just I, I would love to go to our capital city, but I don't want to. There's nothing to do. Yeah. Look, if nothing else, if you got low blood pressure, being in downtown Jackson will help that. You'll be nervous the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no, low no, it's high. When I get down there, I'm like, I got high blood because I'm, like, I'm afraid, oh. and I don't want to be. I know, I know, but look. Here, here. We just want to get along and love each other. Mm-hmm. Well. But anyway, I I wanted to say thank you for listening to me. I enjoy you, well, and uh, I wish I could vote for you, but I can't. Well, don't let that sweat you, girl. Just, hey. Nobody's nobody's going by the rules anymore. <laughs> no, right, right. <laughs> See, if you're running for mayor of the capital city in the state, I should be able to vote for you. Yeah. Not because you're in this county, this county. You're in the capital city. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? You understand that one? That's right. If, if we're going to ask the rest of the state to pay for things in Jackson that are needed, we might as well right. let you vote, too. If you're running our capital, then I want to have a say-so, too. Taxation without representation. That's right. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Don. I appreciate you. All right. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks. We got a blast from our past. I guess uh, Satan has given him his new marching order. Oh, Barbara Mike, what's going on? Yes, sir. Can't wait. Yes, Barbara Mike. What's going on, my brother? What have we done to deserve this, I might ask? Well, you know, first of all, you know, I'm just astonished at the hypocrisy. What? Is this a confession? You coming down to the altar? Hey, Liz, first of all, you said January 6th was Antifa. Now, what's the latest on that? Well, Antifa is the government, sir. I've always said that. Antifa. Oh, okay. So and BLM. That's right. They're sponsored by our government, DHS and FBI. Okay. What and else you got? keeping the spirit and the consistency with the courts today, you know. Okay. Um, what do you have? Are you then? under the influence of drugs or alcohol? I'm under the influence of the truth, sir. Uh, are you uh, uh, able to read the English language? I am, sir. What do you have a point okay. you're trying to get to, Barbara Mike? Well, 
I'm trying to find out how over how you can convince over 600 people to plead guilty. 600 people to plead to guilty? To January 6th. At last count, over 600 people. Uh-huh. Oh. Plead guilty. Oh, you're trying to... Oh, well, let me ask you this here. Did Jesus plead guilty? Was I'm he guilty? Not, you I'm asking you a question, Barbara Scholar. Bible Scholar. You don't ask me nothing until you answer my question. Okay. They were railroaded into pleading guilty. Oh, what else do you have? Yes, sir. So can somebody railroad you into pleading guilty? Not yet. Not yet. I'm sure they're working oh, on it. All right. Well, let me ask you this. These three attorneys that that uh, that President <clears throat> Trump didn't plead guilty mm-hmm. that you refuse to talk about, to talk about neighborhood, HOAs, you know, and anything other than what's going on in the course today. They well, what's going on? In, enlighten the people of which you speak, that, sir. That three former Trump attorneys, the, mm. you know, the one that said that she was going to release the Kraken? Uh-huh. Sidney Powell. She pled guilty. What did she plead, like, plead guilty to, Reverend? Six, everything that she said that she didn't do at first, she pled guilty to. Uh, do you realize that they dropped the charges? from? I realize from... nothing. Do you realize oh, okay. that she pled guilty? Uh, she was railroaded into pleading guilty, oh, but go ahead. She was okay, too, so your all point. All of them were railroaded, folks, uh, sir. You know, I, I, you know, I think it's interesting. Nobody railroaded you for January six. You know why? Because you weren't there. Thank you. And those who were there didn't commit a crime. Oh, they didn't commit a crime. They committed so no you, crime. You didn't see no crime being committed. On no, I did not. Oh, okay. All right. And we have not Thank seen you. all the video. Let me ask you something, Reverend. Uh, Reverend, let me ask you something. Why won't they release all the video if you're so concerned about justice being done, sir? Ken, did you did you go to the Megan Man March? You know, I did not. 20, 20 years I was ago. already up on the con before the con got to D.C. Okay. Did you see all the, the videos of the violence that was, you know, that took place at the Megan Man March? No, just the trash that was left. That's all. I mean, did you see how many people played guilty? You know, you know, Mike, are you going somewhere with this, Reverend? I'm just trying to find out. Did you see all the people that I'm trying to understand the connection? It sounds like you it sounds like you're in search of a point that you're trying to make. Do you need me to help you, sir? No, what I'm saying is, why are all these people pleading guilty? They're being railroaded and facing jail time and bankruptcy, sir. In and around Donald Trump, you are guaranteed two things. You're going to go to jail. And you're not gonna get paid for the work that you do. Right. Okay. Well, is that a concern of yours? Or do you fall into either one of those categories? How many? How many? Do you fall into either one of those categories, Reverend? How many people? How many people have played guilty? You, how, how many need to You said six hundred. You, you said six hundred. How many people have to plead guilty before you wake up? Okay. What else do you have, Barbara Mike? Bless us with your words. Your question. Just give me a number. Just throw one out there. How many people <laughs> is it going to take? 10,000? Sir, I think this government will prosecute 10,000 or 100,000 if wait, necessary. Let me, or, okay, let me ask you just one question, Reverend. Yes, do, do you think these people are being railroaded? How they, am I being railroaded? Okay. 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 What else do you have? How about them dogs, huh? Mike, 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 you are bereft no, of ideals, you're logic, you're and reasoning, citizen. sir. You, you you're on violence. that stuff. You promote violence, but you're a law-abiding citizen. You, worry, you don't worry when the police get behind you. You're like, I'm not worried when the police get behind me. 
if the police pull me over, guess what? They can search my car. They can search anything they want to. They ain't going to find nothing but clippers and Bibles. <laughs> and, 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 and empty promises and words and understanding. No, no, no. Don't try to add nothing to it. Mike, Mike, listen, listen, thing, listen. Revelation 22, 18, The devil quotes scriptures and misquotes scriptures. No. Listen, here is the, the deal, devil, Mr. Bill. Listen, they've lied to you, kid. Let me educate you something. never quote scripture. The devil misquotes scripture. Just like as you're you. doing, sir. No, I don't misquote scripture. I <laughs> read book, chapter, and verse. You Re- Reverend, Reverend, just like Reverend. Yourself. Where's Reverend your fruit? Where's your fruit, Reverend? All you do is drop salt on Donald what? Trump. Let me ask, let me ask you. Can I ask you one question, the right, Reverend? People have to plead guilty. Okay, Reverend, 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 give me a number. Reverend, Reverend, Okay, let me ask you this here. When, so have an conversation. Let, let, let me, how many people need to plead Reverend, guilty? Reverend, could, could I get helping a, Trump try to Could I get a face? question in edgewise, brother? Could I get yes. a question? How many people have to plead okay. guilty? Okay, uh, eight, zi- eight, eight, eight zillion. Eight zillion. That's the number. Okay, eight, now, eight, I've got a question oh, for you, Reverend. I, okay. I got a question for you, Reverend. Okay? Eight all right. Okay. All right. So Jesus voluntarily went to the cross, right? Did he plead guilty? Did he cop a plea, sir? You are a specialist in the word. Okay, so did they convict? Did they execute an innocent man? No. What are you talking about? (laughs) You don't know nothing about that, Bob. Boy, please. Man, put the crack pipe down. Mike. What else you got, bro? Mike. Listen, don't don't try to Anybody who's a member of his uh, of this man's church, run! Save yourselves! Your feet are dangling over the fires of hell, I guarantee you. No, I'm trying to get an understanding. You can't get understanding, brother. Your head is hard as a brick. Look, he went to the cross voluntarily. No, I said, did, did they drag him kicking and screaming, sir? That's the because question. We are talking about did he plead guilty? Did he say, hey, no, well, wait a minute. Now that I think about it, no, he didn't even hard. offer a defense. Hold on. Hold on. He says, I don't, you don't take my life. I give my life. So he played. No, we're talking about three. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't understand the Bible, brother. Listen, I got to go because I'm arguing with a fool. Got to go, got to go. Thank you, man. Bye. (laughs) That boy don't know nothing about that Bible. He's using them for rolling papers. Jason, what's going on? Hey, Jason. Hey, Kim, man. Uh, Ooh, hard to come in behind that. That's the right Reverend Mike. There, man, it will drop your IQ point. (laughs) That's the right Reverend Mike. We we need a uh, uh, like a a Surgeon General's warning. We need a Kim Wade warning before (laughs) you drop that on us. I had to sit there and listen to wait for you to come on. I'm thinking, oh my God, I can get number by the second. (laughs) Anyway, uh, going back to Tariq and. the J6. Now, uh, I did not. I, the, the first I heard of that is coming in. I've been sitting here in my driveway about five minutes waiting to get on hold with you. Uh, he, I'm sure that he ended up paying a price for that, although tactically he did the same. He, he, he did what he should have done. Uh, you know, he, he one of the things that really kind of stuck in my crawl is him talking about uh, all these uneducated Trump supporters. You'd actually, you know, actually, just, no, no, no. You know, just just because he went and got number one. Now, yeah, I got a college degree. I got three associates. No, hold it, hold it, hold it. Wait a minute. Hold, hey, hey, hey yeah. Jason, just a minute. You need to listen yeah. to the whole interview to get the context 
of what he was saying there. But go ahead. You need to hear it. I was, I was getting there. You know, I said that's one of the things that kind of stuck in my craw there in the beginning. And uh, I'm one of them guys from, from back that I probably trained guys, some of the guys that trained him. Right. You know, I've done predictive details. You know, I was military. He's Capitol Police. There's a little difference. Ours is a little more harsh. His is a little more diplomatic. Understood. But anyway, getting back to his point uh, of, you know, he, he continually said that. And I'm educated. You know, how many people were in that crowd? Oh, everybody was, uh, you know, we're a hillbilly, you know, don't have running, running plumbing. Nah. But, uh, you know, he did do tactically the correct thing. It is never going to come out. It is. They are going to guard that to the nth degree. That is never. That is the narrative. They will never let that out. That guy will be punished for the rest of his life. You know, put <laughs> on him that he has a job at this point, but he did tactically do correctly. What he was supposed to do is move his principles out. You know, and like I said, I'm probably one of those guys that trained some of the guys that trained him. So, but uh, <laughs> on the Barbara Mike, who I don't know how you put up with that. Uh, bless you. Barbara oh, Mike is you. suffering from Trump derangement syndrome. He can, he can't uh, even let the love of God spread abroad in his heart because he hates Trump. And Trump ain't done nothing to this man. He ain't done anything. And the C- thing C- about Powell, it, huh? Look, City Powell, you, you take a powerful turn with as many years' experience as she has. What do you think she's going to do? Uh, the government has a never any. Here's Biden. We're going to throw out a hundred more billion dollars. I guarantee you, Sidney Powell doesn't have a hundred billion dollars, mm-hmm. but they will spend that to make sure she shuts her mouth. She did the only thing she could do. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, no, actually, so, actually, actually, I think. Uh, uh, see, the the government has their plan, and the defense has theirs. These people aren't going in this thing blind. What happens if you get the witness on the stand? And the witness doesn't say what you want them to say. That's what happened. One of the J6 protesters uh, that actually helped one of the Capitol Police officers when they were being set upon. And mm-hmm. the guy got up there and denied that the man helped him. And the man's doing six years in jail. Exactly. So, denied it. Yeah. I, I've, I'm following this just like you have. And I've seen every bit of it come down. It disgusts me every day. And then for people to sit there and defend it. Well, see, that Trump's criminal. No, he's not. Well, you know, you're just that, that, that's like I said, uh, that's the reason I'll never talk to a barber. Mike, because, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I kind of value my IQ points. Yeah. They got me along in life for a long time. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't come down to, you know, your education. You look you look at what these uh, colleges are turning out today. I have one today. I had to teach how to read a tape measure but nevertheless that's that's my life and my little lot to live but uh, i'm telling you it's just you know here's what's coming i'm like you you know i i I hate being a pessimist i've always been an optimist Mm -hmm. but i don't see things getting better i just think see things getting worse and here's biden uh how many more of these let's shove a bunch of palestinians in here the rest of the arab world won't even take them but okay yeah. Well, look, uh, Jason, just a- we're coming up on a hard break, brother. Look, I appreciate you, man. Hey, hang in there. Uh, 
like you said, things are going to get rough. So gird your loins, brother. They're going to get rough, and, 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 and loins are girded. <laughs> and I'm sure yours are too. Absolutely, brother.、Uh, anyway, you have a good one, man. Love listening to you. All right, take care. Later. We'll be right back. All right. Oh, Barbara Mike, somebody said during the break, you ain't worried about the police stopping you and getting behind you. All they're going to find is a Bible and some barber clippers. But if the IRS get behind you, Reverend, and want to know, hey, how much money you take in last week? Whoo, look at the time. Jesus, call me home, not the jail today, Lord. But anyway, let's go to Lacey. Hey, Lacey. How are you? Hey, Lord. Hey, hey, what's going on, my friend? Hey, Kim, it's been a minute. I, I, I miss you. I miss talking to you, but I listen to you all the time. Well, I'm glad you're still there, precious. Oh, yeah, I ain't going nowhere. You and、uh, Clay, y'all, my boys, I love、oh, you. Good, good,、oh, good. But that Barbara Mike guy, man, he, I just got off work. I got off early today. <laughs> he made me sick to my stomach. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's, that's the right reverend reared back Barbara Mike. No, that thing twisted. Do you hear me? He is twisted. But I've never seen so many people hate a group of people as we do.、Yep. It's just, it's so sad. Donald Trump ain't done nothing to him. We hate who we're told、But、to he hate. Has been, he has been told to hate him, and he follows those rules very well.、Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what other rules he follows well. The show ain't the ones Jesus said. Jesus said, love the man. And Mike said, nope, not him. But、We ain't doing it man, here. That man loved himself and he loved money because that's the only reason he's preaching. <laughs> well, he, he, doesn't, he, doesn't, he does just sit his little basket at the back and、uh, he let people put it in there. But then if they don't put it in there, then he's got the gate at the parking lot where you can't leave. So he's going to get you what, before you leave there. He's going to shake you down, turn him upside down. <laughs> anyway,、oh、it's a mess, say,、uh, ladies. It's a hot I wish I could have played this uh, clip uh, uh, that Tucker Carlson did this interview. Assistant DA, who was the assistant DA when George Floyd got murdered and when the trial was taking place, was showing that the autopsy came back and the guy said, There is no evidence that this man died as a result of what Chavin did. The man died from the fentanyl. There was no damage to his. They railroaded this man. See, we have no problems when. The narrative is uh, uh, it's for the benefit of black people or poor people. What we We're not interested in doing right anymore. We're interested in getting away no, with whatever no, we can. I don't like that. No, no we, we, we're ignorant. I'm just sorry. Ignorant. I, I can't say it any better.、Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so sad, but he made me just tired. He, made my, he busted my spirit up. I was happy to be getting off. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got Bobcat on there. He w a n t to get one, one thing in.、Uh, let Bobcat come on. Okay, Bobcat. Yeah, just real quick for Barbara Mike. I'm just curious, since he brought up Sidney Powell, how does the Fulton County District Attorney in Georgia、Different、gain a, co- a conviction in Coffee County, Georgia, Thank 212、you. miles away? Thank you. Thank you. I mean, It's crap. It's two separate anyway, crimes. When you know, Listen, know what you're talking about, Barbara Mike, call back in. Thank you, sir. Yeah. All right. What Sidney Powell and the others pleaded guilty to has nothing to do with what Trump has ple-、uh, uh, been charged with in Fulton County. But see, you can't tell these anything. All they, they're letting their hatred take over. This is what I'm saying, folks. Don't ever hitch the future of, your, of this country, your life, or anything else on what you hear black folks say they want. We are under the influence of demonic forces. 
We're on a rocket straight to hell. We don't straighten up. Anyway, Barbara Mike, for your church members, run! Save yourself. Matter of fact, you might as well come on to the Profit for Profit. Kim Wade, 10% in the dough. 10% coming in the dough. We'll be right back. Seven, eight, eight. 